so here for another episode and charlie is crashing my intro i like to I do would never i would never do that to you right on cue i like to do these by myself but you know sometimes you gotta include your friend but we got another exciting episode of value nation folks the come up chronicles new lingo same series continues on we got another uh we got another employee here of nationwide property appraisals making the come up moving their way on up john weiser will be joining us today it's going to be a good one sit back and enjoy hey, your resolution is looking good today charlie like, like what is it with you guys like it's because you got your apple that's what it is and you like mine looks like crap still it's this old old macbook it's just blurry. See, that's what you get. You, oh, hey, all you gotta do is you gotta you got this new position now. You gotta hit up Tyler and be like, "Hey, bro, I gotta do better." That's what I did. I literally just did that last week. Yeah, I've had this thing for like eight years or something like that. Time for look at you and Rocky had that freaking. You guys got those bricks of an old uh, laptop. She finally got a new one. So you're no, up. I mean, I mean, mine's at least a MacBook. So I mean, it's not like one of those like old school bricks. Like I was a spoiled brat back in the order pro days. And got the MacBook, but honestly, I, I just don't know if Mac's the right solution because everything we do is so Microsoft based. It kind of makes things a little tougher. Yeah, and soon you'll be flipping to Android. What do you got, John? What do you got out there, Phoenix? I heard this was going to be a topic discussion. I was talking to Travis about last week, so I had Apple for almost ten to twelve years, and I just switched to Android like two weeks ago. Just to, oh, you so you came back? You're on the good side. I've never had Android. I've always had Apple. Uh, and I've, I've never had a problem with it. I still don't have a problem with it, but I was researching all the new phones and stuff. And I, I was looking for something that had a few more upgrades and a few more, you know, things to do on the phone, like new things. And I, upon my research, I was like, from the iPhone I had to the new one, there really wasn't anything that I saw that was a major, major upgrade, which again, I didn't have a problem with it, but I was looking for something a little bit more. And my girlfriend has an Android and she's been trying to push me for years. And I see the stuff she takes on her camera and all that stuff. So I finally made the switch and there's definitely some things about it that I, uh, that I, I I'm not as big a fan of as Apple, but there's also a lot more customization things that I really do like that Apple didn't do. Right. I'm still I new, got a, so I'm a little biased, but I got a flip phone. That's pretty dope. So That's I got the, the Samsung Android all day, green dot, baby. Sorry, <laughs> Shorty. What number flip phone is that for you? I, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> I travel, so I'm very you know, heavy and hard on my phone. So you're saying you're hard on equipment. Charlie is hard on equipment. Yeah, so so Tyler's getting hooking me up with a new surface. So I said, make sure we get the warranty on that sucker. See, that's what I see. I want to I want to upgrade from this MacBook that I've had forever to a surface. Those surfaces so, are amazing. Surfaces yeah. are fantastic. So okay, side question: how, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Weiser? We yeah, it's Weiser. Yeah, Why, like like a Z Weiser. Yeah, kind of. Why? Yeah, it's like a Z Weiser. Like he's wiser than most. You know. No. Ah, uh, there he is. You got it in there. So we have a John Weiser and we have a Josh Josh Weisauer. Have you yes, seen Josh's name popped up? Like, like I don't know why oh, I found like you a know it's not there. so much common now. But when I first started with with uh, Nationwide, I got quite a few messages and emails that were for Josh. Definitely, Did you? yeah, oh, yeah. John W. And, and they're kind of similar the way they're spelled. Well, they're kind of similar the way they're spelled, and on the uh, all of our, our systems on the drop down, they're right next to each other. So yeah, like, JW. Yeah. Hey, so so you're an NFL fan, right? I am. Yeah. Who's your squad? So funny story. It's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And you're on the wrong side of the country, bro. That's the funny story about it. You know, 
So I, uh, I, I started watching NFL years and years and years ago. And uh, my friends looped me into uh, fantasy leagues. I play fantasy football with all those guys. And this was years ago. And I was like, well, I don't really ever watch football. I watch it, you know, leisurely, never competitively all that. And I didn't have a team. So I told them, like, well, how do you guys, how do I pick a team? How do I do that? And they're like, oh, you just pick one. I lived in Portland, Oregon. So my, my, my options locally were the Seahawks or any California team. And no, I can't, I can't stand the Seahawks. And so I, uh, I just did some research and I just, you know, kind of out of everyone's I looked, I was like, Oh, Eagles look good. I just stuck with them. Hold on. Did you pick them based on their, on their logo and their mascot? No. Or was this purely based on wins and losses kind of, kind of vibe? It definitely wasn't wins and losses because they weren't that great there, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was people that were playing at the time. Uh, yeah. Part of it was part of it was team colors. The colors I definitely like their uh, their team colors, but respect. It was a, a, a couple different things, and I just ever since then I've been known as the guy that's that picked the team and stuck with it for years. It's been 10, 10 15 years now that I've been following them. So, <laughs> I was, hey I man, was you put your time how, in. I was gonna say how long has it been? So like, who was quarter? Was it Donovan McNabb back then? Yeah, Andy Reid, good man. Andy Reid's a Andy. Good Re- oh yeah, uh, you're you're pretty you're well acquainted with Andy Reid. I'm very well acquainted with him. Yep. And it makes it difficult because obviously I work in the office with uh, with Travis and, and uh, Tyrone's in here as well. They're both Chief fans, so this year was tough. It was a great year. What are you talking about? <laughs> I won't forget it though. So the first first year I was with Nationwide, um, the Chief. It was the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but it was still the regular season, and it was the company Christmas party in Philadelphia. Wow! And the Chiefs were playing the Patriots that week, um, and so like. The night of the party, I think it was like we kind of had a free day, so I wandered around Philly and stuff, and I was rocking my Chiefs gear because they played that night. So actually, it was the day after; it was the night of that Seventy Sixers game, and um, I got a lot of people who just were like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, like the Chiefs," but it was like, "Good luck with Andy Reid chokes." Everybody thinks you know, because he hadn't won the Super Bowl yet. So every like, I got so many people stopping me on the streets of Philly, and be like, "We love Andy, but good luck when he chokes. You're gonna feel our pain. You're gonna feel our pain." And he fi- <laughs> but he finally got over the hump that year. It was cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, McNabb was fun to watch too. Oh, McNabb that was, was a, a that was a solid. They had some decent wide receivers. I don't even remember who the running back was. That Brian point. Westbrook, McNabb. Oh, Westbrook, McNabb, and Brian Westbrook won me a fantasy championship. Today. It was Dawkins. Dawkins was in the secondary, right? Yeah, Dawkins was a monster. In the <laughs> he secondary. was an animal. Got no neck. Just a straight black visor. But we're we're just getting started. I mean, you saw what Jalen Hurts did this year, and he's still a rookie. I mean, they just gave him a major increase, so he'll be a, he'll be bringing the heat some more. Yeah, we talked about that before. He's got he's got a really good group behind him. Like he's the only guy that has a an agent and PR and whole team is all yeah. female. Oh yeah, and you know he's they're doing. I mean, which is a a big deal in the NFL. Or I mean, for now, anyways, like it's they're making a lot of strides in different ways. Whether it's well, coaching. The, uh, the first year they brought him on, I wasn't a huge fan. I said, you know, I want to see what he can do first. I'm not gonna, you know, I knew how yeah. it was, especially coming from Carson Wentz, who was a little bit more rough around the edges, but. Uh, <laughs> Last yeah. year, he finally brought us and said, all right, yeah, here's my quarterback. Yeah, you can get behind him. It was fun watching him. Like, I had a lot of respect watching him at Alabama. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when he actually sat out for the majority of that one year, I don't remember if it was a junior or a senior year. Uh, I think Maybe it was a junior. Because he got replaced in the national championship game by two of Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, what, sat out that whole next year as a backup and then, at the, and then went to Oklahoma. Yeah. So, I mean, but he was man enough to, like, oh, yeah. sit he's behind Tua, help him out, coach guy. him up. Yeah, stand up, totally stand up guy. Yeah. And now he's doing it on the field. I mean, yeah, you got. I don't know. I feel like we need to outlaw <laughs> that that rugby play. I don't know if that's a football play. Which rugby play? Well, why can't we just go back on to the every on every third and one and fourth and one? They they you know QB sneak, but then the linemen swoop around and like he's got like six oh, guys pushing yeah. him behind him. Like that's a QB he's sneak. Just mad. You guys didn't get it. 
we won. I don't, I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I still think that's just like, come on, this isn't. I mean, tell me how bad were you sweating though with how Holmes was walking on his leg? <laughs> uh, go, oh, going dude, in, going into <laughs> halftime because he went gimping in the locker room. I'm just like, we're down ten, I think, at halftime. He's gimping in the locker room, and all of us are just staring at the TV like this is not looking good. It never looks good until the fourth quarter. But Holmes just does my home. I know. So, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I think we scored on every possession in the second half. That, I mean, that, that's what changed the game is they figured out how to actually score consistently. It was a great game, you know, and that's the thing that I enjoyed about it was regardless of who won, I mean, both teams put it all in. That's the kind of Super Bowl I want to watch, so. Oh, yeah. It was definitely an interesting game, man. Heart attack. So, John, you've been with Nationwide or with in the in the industry for about seven years, right? That's right. Yeah. All right. Um, and how many how many years now with Nationwide is it? I think we're about two. Two. Yeah. So you came over with uh, First Choice, whatever First Choice and Nationwide joined forces. Came over with First Choice. I was there with them for about five years, and then we came with Nationwide. But uh, so how'd you how'd you get into the AMC business? Where did it all start? What was your foot in the door into this? Wonderful you know, it's it's funny. Uh, I actually it was from someone I knew. So as you guys both know, uh, I know Jared outside of work. Okay. And so his wife was actually working uh, with me at my my prior company here uh, before Nationwide, and I was in a, a leadership position there. And uh, so she connected us because we had the same interest in music and that kind of stuff. That's how we kind of got started talking because we we'd want to go to a couple shows together and that kind of stuff. And so he actually reached out to me one day. And was actually curious about um, if I knew any team members that worked under me that were looking for a new job, maybe something that's in the office and kind of explain the job. Uh, I was currently doing pretty good in my position, but it was also a spot where I was actually kind of looking for a new career. I was kind of feeling a little bit stuck where I was at. So uh, instead of me reaching out to any of my team members, I said, well, what do you got? <laughs> and then I, uh, So I actually told me a little bit about it and I, um, I sat on it and did some kind of pros and cons, whether I thought it'd be a good option or not, and did the interview, took the job, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Awesome. Awesome. So did you start off on like the, the orders team where you're signing orders and talking to the appraisers and stuff? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Started out, came into 2016 when it was that crazy rush of, of volume. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And that's I when, and that's when uh, Portland completely went. No, Portland had already got nuts before that. Hadn't it? it was, I came in the whirlwind of it. It was already happening when I, when I got hired on. So they were doing, uh, First Choice was doing a massive hire uh, to kind of get things started them. And we had just got under new management too uh, with Jim, actually Jim Bomberger. So the you know CEO for choice, he was hired the very next day I was. So it was all fresh. Oh, wow. Um, it was great. It was great though. And like I said, I got to, it was, it helped me too. Cause that means, you know, I'm a very big go-getter type person. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. Don't let people know who I am, what I want. So, you know, and I, poor Jim, you know, second day on his job, third on my, I walk into his office and say, hey, I'm John, nice to meet you. Just so you know, I, I want to do more for the company, you know, <laughs> put the bug in his ear from the get-go. And sure enough, you know, it, it, it did a lot. I mean, he was there to mentor me and train me, but I started in the uh, in the orders, like you said, in that whirlwind of, of madness, just trying to get orders placed, basically, um, with appraisers who were just extremely you know, overwhelmed and overworked. Um, but, it, you know, it really enabled me to get to learn the job really fast, um, understand what was happening. And even though, you know, I, I'm a kind of person that works really good under pressure. Uh, the more I have, uh, I, I handle it better. I'm able to prioritize and my, my brain actually functions better when I have more to do. So uh, that was kind of my strong suit. And uh, from there is, is kind of what it got me to understand, uh, you know, appraisals and the process and the AMC space and that good stuff. And uh, really enabled me to kind of work my way up in the company a little bit. Awesome. Sounds like a, a fellow adhd or to me. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I have some, I have some OCD-ness. I don't know if it's ADHD, but 
Uh, it definitely is is one. Of, I function better when I know what's all going on. I'm a bigger picture type person, so yeah. Because yeah. I always tell people that too. It's like I can't, I cannot make myself do something too far in advance because it's like if if I know I have two weeks to get something done, like I don't touch it until a couple of days before, and then I crush it. But like my mind is spinning on that thing for those two weeks, and like I'm yeah. probably having panic attacks. <laughs> but then when I do it, and like you said, like. Sometimes OCD gets confused for ADHD or the other way around. Like I've been seeing a lot of that lately too, that like sometimes people confuse OCD for, and it's actually me, like ADHD or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I can, too. I can like, plan things out in the head. That's not a problem for me. It's more yeah. of if I've got multiple things I have to do, I'm really good at prioritizing. And then that's where I get Whereas if I only have one thing in front of me, I mean, I'll get it done, but it's it's like, okay, well, I've got nothing else to think forward of what else do I need to do? Where what else is in my, you know, it's more of, I like to have more on my plate to prioritize and function throughout my day and my week and plan that out. So a thousand percent. I almost feel like it's easier to function when I have more stuff to do versus like one thing to do. It's absolutely it's so weird. Okay. So, so yeah. first choice and then, um, so, so working your way up the ladder first choice, did you start like managing a, a group of orders team or, or kind of what was the, uh, so I started with just a couple of clientele that I worked. Um, so basically, and uh, one of the ones, uh, we work with still now to this day, I've been working with for the last uh, six, seven years. So oh, nice. I, I worked uh, just orders basically with the team. And from there, I went into a senior role and kind of helped uh, oversee the orders team a little bit. Um, and so then that's kind of where my strong suits are at a little bit, uh, training and development and that stuff. So um, I still oversaw all the, the orders department itself as far as the process goes. Um, but it was also more about team development and getting the right, you know, the right processes in place, the right people in the right positions. Um, and that's kind of what, where, where I strive at a lot. So, so John, like now that you've rolled into this, uh, this account management role, right. Um, you know, do you still work with a, a broad spectrum of, of lenders or do you have more of like a niche, if you will, for in the lenders? It's more of a niche. Um, we, we kind of call it the specialized cube in a sense, not that one lender is special than another, but, uh, it's more of a less that we have certain procedures that we take care of, um, for them specialized for those clients and whatnot. So, uh, the team that that works with those, uh, I help uh, you know with those clients as well. There's certain procedures we do that's a little bit differently than than other ones, and that's kind of the the, the niche I'm in. Like I said, that's you know a couple of the ones that I've worked with for for years and years and years. And so as part of it's just keeping those relationships, helping build those relationships, uh, and and not just me. Like I say, I, you know I've known from quite a bit, but the team that works with me as well, same scenario. You know, uh, also familiar names and faces and and processes that that have obviously made us successful with them. We, we wanted to keep into place. So um, yeah. we, that's kind of what we do right now. Oh, right on. That's, no, that's cool. And do you like, you find yourself, do you prefer any kind, like when we're talking about, let's just say very broad, like credit unions or private money or wholesale, like, do you find what that you kind of prefer one kind over the other? Not really. Uh, I've worked with with a decent amount, but uh, as far as uh, my role, it's, it's mostly just kind of helping solve problems. And, and uh, as far as, that type of different scenarios is really not that different for me as far as the problem solving goes. Um, it's, you know, I'm a big, I'm very big on, on uh, personalities and like I said, you know, personal growth with, with people. So if it's a bigger company, where there's more people I can get to know and kind of uh, learn, I'm all about it. So. Right on. I like that. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of, you know, matching up personalities and that kind of thing. Right. When we're talking about uh, assigning a, a lender to one of our inside account managers, I feel like most of you guys in your role have that same mentality like a, we're just solving a problem like it's yeah. not really it's not always about what kind of lender or what kind of you know kind of appraisal we're talking about necessarily literally just, i'm an ear for you to, to to listen to you and then help you fix the problem 
the, and I enjoy those. Honestly, you know, sometimes some of the biggest problems end up being your 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 biggest advocate. You solve a big problem, it ends up making that relationship even stronger for you. Uh, you know, and then uh, I think that some of the things that have made me a little more successful of those is, is, I mean, first of all, just being kind. You know, if these people are reaching out to you, they're probably already frustrated. There's probably yeah, exactly. something going on. There's probably something going on that they're not happy with, or something that's out of their control. Uh, they don't. They don't need. You know, not that none of our team is not kind, but I just add that extra oomph. You know, hey, how's your day going? Get to know a little bit. If I know them already, kind of add that personal touch, asking how, you know, their personal life is or whatever I know about them, that kind of stuff. Um, and I think another big philosophy that I, I might do a little bit differently than other people, and I've I've done a couple of trainings on this before, is uh, I don't ever tell anyone no. So if they come with a solution and, or a, you know, a problem that they're needing a solution on or something like that, if it's something I can't do or I know maybe isn't compliant or I don't have the solution for. I won't tell them, no, I can't do it. I'll start out by saying, here's what I can do for you. And that's been a, a huge thing for me is, you know, I get a lot of people come back for, for more or digital help or referring me to things like that because, you know, I'm usually able to fix what they need, even if it's not what they were expecting or how they wanted it fixed. I still gave them a solution and I didn't tell them what they didn't want to hear. I told them something would work for them. Oh, man. My man, he gets it. That's like, that's sales right there. Just nailed he's, it. <laughs> he's just nailing it. Like, that's what we have to do in the field too. It's, it's. Yeah. You're getting to know people on a personal level before you are diving into, you know, the nuts and bolts of the business or sales pitch or anything like that. And when you get them on that level, it's, I mean, we're just talking, it's just people, you know, just a person talking to another person. It's not, Hey, yeah. I'm a vendor trying to get your solicit, your business kind of thing. Um, that's how I've done it for, for years and years. And I know when Schwartz walks out there and he flips his hair and people get, oh, you know, they, they get all giddy and, you know, no, they love that's his thing <laughs> no no i just say the wrong word and i want to give a shout out because this isn't just me you know uh every every inside account manager has a team that works with them and and that's still the key to it is i make sure i give them the recognition i make sure that the, the, the people i'm working for help solve the problems know that they're also in the weeds helping solve these problems so you know when i tell them that we're working with our team it's not just me doing the problem it's the rest of them and I think that's kind of where my background really keys in on is, is, is kind of training development. The team that works with me, uh, I make sure that we're all on the same page and the same mindset and that kind of stuff. And so I think that it's so successful because uh, with the training that we do, it's we make sure that it's an understanding. So you'll ask any of the people that, that have worked with me and the clients I work with. When I train and develop, and again, I'm not trying to shameless plug, but this is just kind of my process that I've seen has worked best for me. Uh, I don't show them how to do it or show them what to do. I ask them to explain to me. So if they got a question, hey, I got this scenario that happened. Um, can you help me with this? Well, absolutely I can. First, I want you to tell me what you see, what you think the answer is, and then I'll tell you if I think you're right or not, or if you're right and why. And it kind of helps them understand the situation at hand as well. And by doing so, uh, they don't need to come to me with that scenario again. And obviously, I welcome you know people asking questions, but I'm building a team that can help me in things, you know, just as much as, as I could myself, so that you know, down the road, they really don't need me. If I'm on vacation or PTO, I'm out. I mean, I hate to say it, I come back and most time they're saying, oh, we didn't need anything from you. Well, shoot, maybe I need to look for a new job. But at the same time, I, I, I've got a team that's working with me that's delivering the same kind of service that we should be delivering. And our clients know that, you know, it's not just a one-man show, it's the entire team. That's what really sells it. That is 100% accurate. I love that. I wish more people trained in that way. We learn from our failures more than success. Oh, so so you, you started, we're, let's reel it back in here. So, so originally from Portland, so you were born and raised out there? Born and raised Portland, Oregon. Yeah. All right. Were you um, West? No, no, it's it's West Portland, right? Is the one? It's Portland and West Portland, or is it Portland and East Portland? Um, East and West. It, 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 I was a little bit everywhere. So I was actually born and raised in North Portland. 
Okay. Uh, uh, but you know, as I grew up, my family moved out to kind of uh, the suburbs area. They, they actually lived in a place called Boring, Oregon. Uh, yeah. For real? It, boring, Oregon? Yeah. 100%. It's uh, and, and you know, there wasn't really a lot to do. If you like the, you know, the the, you know, the wildlife, the trees, the that, that's about all you get. I mean, it's a gorgeous city, but there's that's, that's about it. It was pretty boring. Like one stoplight kind of vibe, or what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot there. Um, but like I said, you get all a lot of nature and the wildlife and that kind of stuff, which is what they wanted. Um, but for me being a teenager, they moved there when I was uh 17. I definitely that wasn't my what I wanted at the time, which <laughs> yeah, no, they were totally okay. Yeah, so I moved out and I stayed in Portland and I kind of for the next uh, 10 years or so, I kind of jumped around uh, different parts of Portland, downtown, a little bit area, east, west. And then I actually moved out to um, for the last little bit of my career uh, before first choice. I lived in Tualatin, which is uh, kind of the yeah the, yeah the west the west side um, across from where Portland is. Not too far away, so but I still was able to work out in the area, which, you know, uh, first choice was based out of Beaverton. So it's pretty close to that but still go to actually in Portland for all my, my social events and stuff. So Very I nice. need to get out there and check that out. Yeah, no, I, I, I've spent a decent amount of time out there. Like, um, and then have gone down to do the, um, like the wine tours in Willamette. I oh, said Willamette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've done, done some of the wineries down there. You know, those orchid pinots are fantastic. And then did, oh, the, yeah. drive, did, the, did the drive along the river gorge and saw the, saw the, the falls and made over to hood river and back. It's, it's, it's a, a really gorgeous city. It's a gorgeous state uh, altogether. It is beautiful, um, especially if you're there during the right weather. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, and there's summers there are just absolutely, like, you can't beat them. It's better than that. The, my biggest issue is that, you know, for living there for almost 30 years, I got really tired of the rain. Really <laughs> and now, now you're in Phoenix, no rain. That no was, rain that was honestly one of the biggest pushes for it. You know, um, I had taken a vacation out here with one of my best friends, it was just a, uh, a three day, four day trip. And, and it was just a vacation um, for us to be here. But also for me, it was probably, hmm, I want to see if there's something else for me uh, to maybe to move. I've never lived anywhere else, but Oregon, maybe change it up. And I absolutely fell in love with the city. Um, that trip, you know, I spent a couple of days here, got to know the city. We got to do some sightseeing, um, check out the, the local areas, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a huge music person. I go to a lot mm. of shows. And I mean, Portland had a really, really good music scene as well. But uh, I noticed a lot of the tours, especially the kind of music I listened to, a lot of places stopped into Phoenix that didn't go into Portland. And so that's just, you know, get the same kind of shows here, but more. And so uh, it just kind of, after I, I did that visit, it kind of clicked. I was like, oh, I think I want to live here. <laughs> Charlie, did you see my eyes light up? Yeah. Because talk, talk about a segue, segue. Without, without even need one. This is phenomenal. Oh this is, he's a pro. No, you're a natural. Like, do you have the itinerary here in front of you? Like, do you have I it? don't. <laughs> I wish I did. Like, that's phenomenal. So, okay, so let's keep that rolling. So Portland music. Um, I, you know, a little birdie told me um that um you were a musician, or probably still are, sorry to say were, um, but like it's we're in a band, <laughs> we're in a band, and um it seems like you guys had some decent success. Um yeah. and it what was it? What was it called, Charlie? I got it right here. Oh, Stones no. of Cain. From the from eyes of from the yeah. eyes of Kane. From the eyes of Kane, yeah. From Ooh, the eyes of yeah, we took yeah, we took a deep dive, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. investigative <laughs> journalists here. I yeah. did see I did see something on that page though. Like you guys got to open up for Veil of Maya. Actually, that was one of our best shows. So I don't think it was my favorite, but the cool thing about it is you know, when you're a local band, a lot of playing shows is selling tickets, which we were really good at. You know, we're social people, we had uh, a good key in on the city. Um, lots of support, lots of other local band support. I mean, it was a great community where you, you know, you really talked up other bands. They talked up you. It was not really hostility. It was very much support, which is awesome. Uh, and the nice thing about that show is we've done so well for that promoter on a lot of shows. That show he brought to us was 
hey, we're in a pinch. The the opener couldn't make it. Uh, the show is this Saturday. Can you jump on it? You don't got to sell any tickets. We're like, yeah. Uh, you got don't don't pull my hand, right? Like, you know, right? Yeah, was, yeah. So it was it was great because it's a sold out show, uh, Hawthorne Theater, which is a pretty decent sized venue for that kind of show in Portland. And literally had to do just show up with their gear and play as you couldn't ask for a better, you know, better setup for the with a local band, you know. So, oh, no, that's that's absolutely that's awesome. Man. Like, if you always kind of gravitate towards that music, like, how far back does it go? Like, yeah, you got, yeah. got uh, you into metal. Uh, it definitely have always been that way. I'd say I'd started out listening to that kind of stuff probably in middle school. Uh, and it was definitely had to do with the the friends I, I hung out with at the time. Um, and most of those people I'm actually still really good friends with. Half of them end up being bandmates too. Um, you know, started out listening to the, the normal stuff for my generation as far as, you know, uh, middle school, definitely start out with the pop punk, Blink-182, Simple Plan, that kind of stuff. But we started gradually listening to other stuff that came about. So I'll drop some, you know, OG names, obviously, Census Fail, Silverstein, that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and gradually it just got a little bit heavier and heavier. And I just love the energy that those kind of bands put out, the the music, the the um, the lyrics. And that's really what got us started. You know, all these bands that played that we listened to were like, well, hey, we can do this too. And it's funny that band from the King, that was my first one. Um, we didn't realize how far it was going to go. I mean, we started out as a garage band and we never went past Portland, but we made a name in Portland. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Enough for we can tell our our first show that we ever played. Um, the promoters were were just blown away because we sold over 150 tickets, which no normal bands can't sell more than 20. Um, and we were able to record an album. And ironically, we actually almost got signed, uh, which was what is my goal at the time. Uh, but that's actually kind of what also ended the band too, because we never thought it was going to get that real. Uh, it was never. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. Yeah. This was supposed to be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. fun out of it. We yeah, got a contract we did, in front of you. We, right? so we, had our, shows. we had a record label actually reach out to us and inquire. And it was funny is one of the conditions was they wanted to change our name because it was a too much of a garage band name. But uh, once they got that real, half the band was like, you know, we've had a big discussion and uh, it was like, this is uh half of them it wasn't for them for the right reasons you know family schooling career that kind of stuff just couldn't enable actually touring and doing that kind of stuff so uh, I kept on with my music career I created another band uh same kind of genre I kept doing stuff in Portland and then uh once I moved here uh I, I did start looking for other music bands and, and things to join a couple auditions but that's right when COVID hit too I moved here right before COVID okay. and that kind of slowed everything down so I haven't really been been looking recently, but I still do go to a lot of local shows. Uh, a lot of the the bands that tour through, I went to one a couple weeks ago. Um, they still have a really really great music scene, especially for that that uh, genre that I listen to here. And it, I mean, I'm not sure if I, I eventually might get back into it. Right now, I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, especially just being able to attend shows and stuff. But that's you know, I'm not gonna say never won't go back for it. It's so good. We're gonna um, talk side more sidebar more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So, what did you even play? We haven't even talked about like what is. Oh yeah, I, what instrument did you play? Who are you? I, in the band? I actually did clean vocals, so I did the singing. Okay. Frontman. Okay. Yes. Uh, one of the frontmen. So we were a little bit different because a lot of the bands in that time were that way too. Uh, where you had a vocalist who just did all the, the hard vocals, the screaming, and one guy who did all the clean vocals. And we both did a little bit of both, but I primarily did the clean, clean vocals and the other guy did the screams. And for us, we wanted that because uh, we like to be very interactive. So it made, you know, whoever wasn't singing at the time could interact with the crowd, jump around, do crazy crap, you know? So there's a lot of fun stage presence because of that. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's that time. Rapid rush request. <laughs> um so are, are you a coffee drinker a coffee drinker yep absolutely favorite coffee spot Ooh, let's do this favorite coffee spot in portland and favorite coffee spot now in phoenix okay so portland would be this place called bipartisan i'm a huge cafe person i love to go there that's where i wrote a lot of lyrics read a lot of you know listen to music 
Uh, Bipartisan is a nice place just kind of in the uh, middle of Portland. And then as far as Phoenix, uh, there's a really cool uh, bakery cafe called um, Daily Drip. Okay, sweet. Um, okay, so uh, uh, growing up, growing up now, who was your like favorite band that you idolized? Ooh, growing up, how how young are we talking? I don't know which one which one sticks out. Like which which one had the you know obviously there's gonna be one that maybe has like the most like you can always go back and listen to them. They kind of had an effect on you. Blink twenty two. I still love those guys. Oh yeah, yeah solid pick. Who is um so who is your current hot choice favorite band like who is the first or most played right now currently spotify apple music whatever you use yeah they're this newer i should say newer it's been a couple of years but they've had the only one album so far called caskets they're actually based out of uh london i think the uk area they're more like post-hardcore but not as heavy they're more like the guy's vocals are just phenomenal he can hit crazy ranges has the raspy the music's upbeat um i've been a, it's been on my 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 hit play for last year and a half they have a new album coming out in a couple months i'm I've already pre-ordered and ready to go so that's, that's been one of my big things who is was there guys? like is there more of those kind of bands in the uk than there are in the states i don't know if there's more or not i mean there might be a decent amount there's not as many that definitely get is discovered in, in america as 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 they should you know this one got signed by uh, i believe an american uh based record label that's kind of how i find all my new music is i follow all my favorite record labels um, that's where I discovered my new music, followed bands I like, album releases. I'm a huge vinyl collector too, so I have all my bands on vinyl and that stuff and go to the shows. And so there's definitely a decent amount of UK bands that I wish could travel to America more often, but uh, they've, they've been the one for me recently. So uh, so what is your, so you have some tattoos, correct? What yeah. is what is your absolute favorite tattoo that, that, that you have? Ooh. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's a, that, This is where... This we really get to know you. This is a chart. So, Style-wise, style, yeah, I'm pretty heavily tattooed. So style-wise, I'd say I've got a, let's see, here's this one. I got a diamond uh, boat wheel kind of on my elbow, which I like. Oh, yeah, I see that. Okay. Yeah. Um, other thing is I'm a huge nerd. Uh, video games, comics, that kind of stuff. And so a lot of uh, my friends and I as bands, we got Pokemon tattoos. And so I got a Scyther right there. <laughs> So we're definitely, I'm definitely a kid at heart. I like that. I like Never that. grow up. Never grow up. Just be responsible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So you've been around long enough. You can give it to us straight. Who's your, uh, who's your favorite account executive to deal with? Ooh, account executive. So that's hard to say because I only, I, I really only get to work with the ones from the specialized teams a little bit in the first choice. Are we talking about overall impasse? I mean, I mean you could just say Travis. I mean, it's fine. I mean, yeah, he's in your backyard. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so I'm mean, obviously I'm gonna have to go with Travis. I mean, uh, you know, he's my bread and butter. I, I helped, uh, you know, I feel like I helped spread his wings a little bit and get him to train and grow. And now he's a big boy above me, and uh, he's doing amazing things. You know, I definitely, you know, I think that I, I always support him as I can. I the, to be fair though, like I said, I haven't really met a whole lot of the other ones yet, so. <laughs> There's no That's wrong true. answer. No wrong answer. There's no wrong. Yeah, no, definitely. And you yeah. know, Travis, Travis moved up. He's up in the AE spot now. And he's he's in your guys' office like what yeah. a couple of days a week or something like that. Yep. Shout out to Travis, our number one listener, number one downloader. Yeah, Travis. I do want to point out that the nationwide we are truly right beside you because I mean, like Charlie, you're Virginia right now. Is that right? Yep. That's right. Virginia, Missouri, and Phoenix right now. I mean, we almost just yeah. draw like this diagonal line through the United States. You can't hide from us. No. Because we're right beside you. That's what we tell our appraisers. You can't hide from us. We're going to find you. Yeah, we're going to find someone to come knock on your door. Like, where is he? All right. So, um, I mean, we got to ask. I mean, you can say Travis as well. Who's the least favorite? 
I mean, I was going to have to say traps. I don't got anyone else to really go there for. There we go. Travis, yeah. you know, I was going to say right, too, you know, he, uh, <laughs> he's causing more work for me now. No. <laughs> Not to mention he's a Chiefs fan. So that should be that a, creates a whole another world of problems. <laughs> bonus. He's a, that means he's a winner. Schwarzy, you got any, uh, you got any other heavy hitters for John today? That was the, that was the ending rapid rush request. <laughs> oh, bro. All right. Well, John, man, we really appreciate your time. Um, had some fun with you for sure. Learned a lot more about you. <laughs> more than you probably want to know, right? <laughs> no, well, no, it's great, man. All I knew about you was that you had a solid beard and two sleeves like me. So, oh man, I mean, this, you were good in my book already. This is nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Oh, dude, ask the team. I, I called the beard. I mean, it, it went down seven, eight inches. I'm not, no joke. You're going ZZ Top on us. Yeah, it was, man. It was legit ZZ Top. This is nothing, but yeah, it might come back eventually. Right on. I mean, it's summertime, so it could be a little hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Summertime's for a short beard. I wouldn't know for anything sure. about it. <laughs> no, you got that that clean, I baby can't. soft skin. <laughs> Still can't do it. Still can't. I got a dirt patch. Attaboy. Yeah. You're, coming, you're growing up so quick. Shut up. <laughs> All right, bro. All right, John, man. Again, I really appreciate the time, bro. And uh, keep doing what you do. We're, it's awesome. Yep. We need it. I appreciate being here. Thanks, John, yep. guys. Thank you, yep. John. That's a wrap for us. It's another great episode of Value Nation. Big shout out again to John Weiser, part of our inside account management team for joining us today. Uh, make sure to go like, subscribe if you haven't already. Hit us up on IG, TikTok, Facebook, of course, YouTube. YouTube. You, know, you got to see the outfit of the day. Spotify, iTunes, wherever you are streaming. Podcast app. Wonderful podcasts. All of them. Peace. Peace out.